Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny welcomes back intuitive channel Stephanie Banks. And listen to the discussion of the power of mala beads as a meditative practice, which are effective methods for aligning oneself with the frequency of spirit. And we also might have a little bit of time to take some of your calls for on-air readings. And now we welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I am your host, Sunny Joy McMillan, and we are here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW in Seattle, as well as 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access the show archives. You can find those at 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. A quick disclaimer for our Petaluma folks that the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteer staff, or underwriters. And as housekeeping, my website is goldenoversoul.com. That is goldenoversoul.com. Benny, how are you today in Seattle? Doing very well. It's good to hear your uh, gleaming and beaming (laughs) voices. As always miss you oh i miss you guys too and what's so funny um i was i well i may go ahead let me just go ahead and bring stephanie in because i want her to hear this <laughs> i mean i know she can hear it but be able to participate but uh, stephanie i'll read your bio here in a minute but stephanie stephanie formerly livingston but stephanie banks welcome back to sunny in seattle Thank you, Sonny. I'm thrilled to be here. And he's right. You are a gleaming and beaming voice indeed. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Right. I have to laugh (laughs) because one of the things that I've learned on this trip, and this is going to be one of my, um, like when we do a, maybe I'll do a solo recap show on some of the, the, the things that I've learned on the road. I think I've done one episode where I've talked about something like that, but one of the things that I've learned, and, and Stephanie, this is why I wanted you to be a part of this conversation, and um, is that trusting that the Wi-Fi situation is going to work <laughs> week to week for the show has been an ongoing journey. And I don't want to say struggle at the beginning of our, you know, we've been on the road now, I guess a little over, I want to say seven months. Um, and at the beginning, I was just, I was stressed and I was a mess. And um, there were certain shows that we had to kind of call. And I finally just gave up and said, you know, this is going to work the way it's going to work. And I hope that people will give me a little bit of flexibility, patience, and grace, um, you know, while we're working this out. And so the longer we've been on the road, the more I have come to just trust that it's going to work itself out. And so this morning is one of those shining examples. Um, we're in Mendocino, which these are like tiny little beach communities. Um, and we're at like a campground that's right on the beach. A really beautiful setting and which immediately makes me skeptical of what the Wi-Fi is going to be like. But they assured me that if I parked, you know, kind of up by the office, it would be okay. Well, sure enough, this morning, I, you know, I did some tests last night at our site and I wasn't terribly pleased, but I thought, okay, this could work in a pinch. So this morning I get up and I come over to the office and I park out front and I find the right network and all the things. And it's, a, it's good. So I come inside to the little community store or general store that's here on the property. And I say, you know, it's pretty good out front. Um, are you okay if I park out here? All that good stuff. And she goes, you know, we have a little office that we let guests uh, use by the hour in the back here of our general store. And she like takes me behind this little red rope. And here I am in this beautiful office. And I look down right as about we're about to go live. And there's a beautiful silver 
pendant coin with an angel on it sitting right next to the computer keyboard here. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is just such a testament to it's, it's going to work out. We're always supported. And so Stephanie, I don't know if you have thoughts on that or what, but anyway, I have chills on that. That's what I have. Full body chills. That is beautiful. And it's a powerful story because ask and we shall receive trust in the universe. And it shows up to meet us and guide us and support us. I love that, honey. Yeah. And it, it, this is every, I have so many stories. The Wi-Fi alone has all these little serendipities, but I was, you know, sitting in the car testing it out. And I was like, this is, this is going to work. I'm just going to go let the lady know that I'm going to be parked here. Cause it's a short-term parking spot, but if I can just have it for an hour, if she's okay with that. And I just, as I have done recently, I just put out the call to the universe. Okay. If this, you know, please support me in, in getting this show broadcast. If it's supposed to be broadcast this morning, help me find the right Wi-Fi to be able to support sharing things on the airwaves. And that's when I went back in and she said, well, what about our little back office? And I'm like, I did not even know about the back office. <laughs> you got an upgrade. <laughs> Yeah, thanks to spirit. So, um, and I think that's kind of one of our themes that we were going to talk about today. Um, if we want to, oh, let me read your bio first and then we'll kind of get back to the segue because I want people, if folks have, I'm sure most people, if they're regular listeners, know you. I mean, Stephanie Banks is probably, besides Sarah Landon, you two are our most frequent return guests. Um, everybody loves it when you all visit. Um, but if someone is new to uh, Stephanie Banks' work, I'll just read your bio here and then we can dive into our content for today. Um, Stephanie Banks served in the healthcare industry as a hospital-based speech-language pathologist for 20 years, but she realized that her intuitive gifts were calling loudly to her and she left the medical setting to pursue her soul's work as an intuitive channel and spiritual guide slash coach. And she hasn't looked back. Stephanie serves clients around the globe who are seeking ways to expand their own intuitive gifts and learn to trust their inner voice of wisdom. She serves those who are seeking connections with loved ones and ancestors on the other side of the veil, as well as those who are seeking clarity in their career and professional life, relationships, life transitions, and all those other areas in life um, that really have become chaotic, confusing, and uncertain for many folks. Uh, her gifts allow her to connect with a client's higher self, other souls on the planet, souls on the other side, guides, animals, even Trees and Gaia. She trained under the mentorship of Sally Baldwin and Sonia Choquette. She is a favorite intuitive of Lynn Twist, who's the author of The Soul and Money, and many, many others. Um, her website is soulinsight.com. That is soulinsight.com. And I think Stephanie has been generous enough to um, offer to take some callers for on air readings. We're not going to do that in the first portion of the show, but I'm going to go ahead and give the number out so that if you know you want to call in and have a reading with Stephanie, when we open those lines up later in the show, you will have that ready. Um, so the number is 888-298-5569-888-2, uh, sorry, sorry, let me try one more time, 888-298-5569. And like I said, we'll open the lines up later in the show, but I just want you to have that ready in case anyone knows that they're going to call in when we announce that um, probably in the second half of the show. Okay, so Stephanie, back to what we were talking about. That was such a beautiful segue when um, we were talking about, you know, really being supported by spirit. And one of the things that I thought would be fun to talk about today, um, you were mentioning that you have been using, and this is in your newsletter, and I also heard this from um, a client that I think she's in both of our groups, um, and she was telling me 
this month in, in Soul Digger, our group is, is exploring the ancient devotion of the rosary, um, not from a religious sense, but from the, the tradition or the, the devotion of the rosary that existed thousands upon thousands of years, you know, paleolithic times, there were things that were supportive of what the rosary ultimately became. Anywho, um, so I thought, isn't that funny that Stephanie is talking about using mala beads right now um, in your own practice? Um, and so this whole bead tradition really seems to be um, at the forefront for both of us. So I'm just curious, you know, when we're talking about effective ways to align with the, the frequency of spirit and, and, and how you use them in a meditative way, um, can we talk a little bit about beads? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Who doesn't love beads, really, right? They're, <laughs> right. they're fun to hold. I mean, I think from the time we're kids, they think of marbles. They're just really fun. Those little round glass or whatever they're made of. Um, such a lovely little instrument. And, and mala um, is a Sanskrit word that means garland. And so I can give you a little bit of information about malas, and then you can tell me how that that's similar maybe with the rosary, because I don't, I don't know that many details about rosaries. Yeah. Um, yeah, but malas actually have 108 beads on them. This is just some trivia, because who knew? But the, the number 108 is a really significant number. In yoga, it refers to spiritual completion. Um, there's also renowned mathematicians of Vedic, Vedic culture that viewed 108 as a number of the wholeness of existence. There are 54 letters in the Sanskrit alphabet. Each has a masculine and feminine. So 54 times 2, 108. Then the chakras, as those intersections of energy lines, um, are said to be, there's a said to be 100, 108 energy lines that converge to form the heart chakra. And then here's some astrological information. The diameter of the sun is 108 times the diameter of the earth. Who knew? Oh. The distance from the sun to the earth is 108 times the diameter of the sun. The average distance of the moon from the earth is 108 times the diameter of the moon. Um, and then in astrology, there are 12 houses and nine planets. 12 times nine is 108. Hmm. Oh uh, yeah. So there's something to 108. Oh, and, and there's when I interview it, <laughs> um, Kathy bird, I don't know if you know her story. I interviewed her earlier this summer. She has a, a little boy. Um, the book is called the boy who knew too much and her son, um, long story short, um, displayed incredible baseball talent and knowledge from the age that like two years on. And he's his, his past life was at, as a famous baseball player. And one of the things that stood out to her is that a baseball has 108 stitches on it. And she never could figure out like, why did they do that? But it's so tied to the 108. That's so special in so many traditions. That's wild, even on a baseball. So I have to add that to my little trivia <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> information. I, I thought that was so cool. But yeah, and you know, you mentioned what mala means in Sanskrit. And so when we've been, um, one of the things that I learned and the, the, the work that we're doing around exploring the rosary comes from um, Clark Strand and Perdita Finn, who I interviewed not too long ago. Um, so I want to give them credit for really bringing this devotion forward in a, a really radical way. Um, 
really kind of reclaiming it as the connection to the original Earth Mother, not a religious institution, but something that ties us to the most primal and basic, you know, the, the, not just the, the, the earth, um, sorry, the human earth mother, but also like the cosmic earth mother from which all is birth. Um, and so in Sanskrit, the, one of the, the, the first mention of a rosary like devotion is over 5,000 years old and refers to it's, it's called Japa Mala, which in Sanskrit means muttering garland. So, you know, those, Mm -hmm. the mantras and things, the prayers that you say with the beads, I think that um, ties back to that very original tradition. So anywho, that's another fun fact for you. Yes, totally. That, and you know, the Japa approaches is a, is more of a silent, like you say the mantra Mm -hmm. um, that you use with the mala um, silently within yourself. So that must be where the muttering kind of um, comes in. Interesting. Well, so, and I'm curious for you, um, I, I was looking back at your last newsletter, because I know you had mentioned the, the mala beads and your use of them as a meditative practice. Um, and you'd said that kind of lately you'd noticed increased distractibility, technology disruptions, fatigue, things like that. And so I'm curious for you, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you use the mala beads and how that uh, brings you more kind of peace and connection? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, a, I know that that meditation is, I, I believe that meditation is going to save us from ourselves <laughs> and from each other um, and, and, <laughs> and bring us into center um, within because whatever energy we are holding in our bodies, we are emanating that. And we know that the outer energetics of the world at large right now, globally speaking, is very tense, very difficult, very challenging, um, disruptive, upsetting, destructive, all, all sorts of things going on there. So we have a choice to either add to that or to um, present more in a neutral way or anything higher than neutral in terms of a higher vibration. And that will help and support all of humanity and really all of life, I believe, to come back to um, love, which is what we're here to do and how how we're here to support one another. Mm -hmm. So meditation can be very tricky. A lot of people just plug their ears and run, you know, if you say the word. So (laughs) sometimes I I just call it deep listening because that sounds different than meditation. And it can also be the trick to meditation is showing up. That's actually the hardest part of it, (laughs) consistently showing up. And as we know, with anything, we're trying to create a new habit around whether it's going to exercise or eating particular foods or avoiding particular foods, whatever it is, it's the consistency that makes the difference. And it can be hard to show up to meditation if you don't love the practice of it or you don't enjoy it um, and if you don't immediately see the value in it. And with meditation, you don't necessarily immediately see or feel the value of it. It's, it's through the process of the ongoing nature of that that you will receive the benefit. Mm-hmm. So the malas are seriously just fun. 
uh, for me. Like that's <laughs> yeah. why I'm drawn to them. Um, even Target sells malas. You don't even have to go to to the New Agey stores anymore to find them. Um, and your your mind does need a task almost always in order to help it to settle. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it will take you off, you know, into the branches like the monkeys. <laughs> and your hands also. All, most of us have, or many of us, anyways. Our hands want to be busy, holding something, feeling something, doing something. Mm-hmm. And so you, that's the beauty for me of a mala with mantras is that the, the mind can do the mantra. That's just what you're saying mm-hmm. in repetition to give it something to do, something to like almost perseverate on, to focus mm-hmm. on. And then your hands are moving one beat at a time through, a, you know, a steady rhythm um, that you combine with your, your, what you're saying, whatever words you're, you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then you have, then the body can settle more easily into that. And you, there's a defined time of it. It's not just this endless, you know, how long should I meditate? Mm-hmm. You, you go the full round of 108 repetitions, however long that takes you. Usually for me, it's between seven and 11 minutes, depending on how long the mantra that I'm saying is. Right. So that's, that's what I find the benefits. Just, it's a spiritual tool and, um, and they're really pretty. Lots <laughs> of people like to wear theirs as jewelry. Yeah. Um, some people say you shouldn't because it's a holy tool. And so it's not jewelry, but do, you know, I say to each their own, do, do what feels good to you. Absolutely. Um, and when you're talking about, you said it, depending on the mantra you're saying, do you mind sharing some examples of some of the mantras you personally use or, or that you yeah. uh, share with clients? Yes. So when I use English, I like to have a longer mantra of like maybe three phrases. So um, one of them might be um, all is well, all will be well. The universe has my back. That's mm-hmm. just a tried and true one for me. Mm-hmm. And I literally repeat that, the series of three, 108 times. Mm-hmm. And the trick, uh, you know, the power of the 108 numbers we discussed, but really anything that you repeat that many times is going to do something just <laughs> yeah. by virtue, right? <laughs> like it has to, even if it just makes you batty. But, <laughs> but the power of the words and what you're cultivating and requesting and t- attuning to um, does with that level of repetition, it starts to shift energy, clear energy, support you in what you're creating. And then I also really love using Sanskrit mantras as well. Um, I don't know if you've ever, Sunny, listened to like the Deepak Chopra and Oprah meditation. You know how they came out with um, years ago, they started recorded meditations together. And yeah, she would give a little bit of a talk about something and then he would give the Sanskrit um, mantra. And so I have used a lot of the ones that he used in there. So one of them is, um, that I like is Ananda hum. Mm -hmm. And that means I am pure bliss. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want to repeat that a hundred times. Right. And then there's another one. I like shreem nama, two words in Sanskrit, which means I radiate spiritual and material abundance. Mm. And there's thousands like you endless, you can Google this and find, just look for what you're trying to cultivate within and find the Sanskrit translation that supports you, that feels right to you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, just from um, 
the brief now practice that I've been doing with the rosary, which sounds very, very similar to the mala beads, um, the, and, and interestingly, you know, uh, when I interviewed Clark and Perdita, um, while the traditional rosary has certain um, Hail Marys and Our Fathers and things that you say, you really can modify it. Like they, one of their catchphrases, you know, there is no rosary police. So this is really about modifying it to make it, you can do a Kali Ma, you can do Tibetan loving kindness with it, you can do whatever you want. But one of the things that stood out to me, so Clark was an ex-Zen Buddhist monk, and he said that when he started doing the rosary, working with the rosary, it got him to that meditative place faster than his pillow did when he was practicing as a monk, and meditation was obviously an ongoing staple <laughs> in his daily life. So I thought that's such a testament, um, and, and really tying it into the work that you do, um, that for those who will call in and do some, you'll um, assist them with on-air readings today, um, people will see how clearly you are tuned into a frequency of something ethereal, um, a really high vibration frequency. And so it, as we were talking about before, before we went on air, um, uh, and, you know, texting back and forth as well before the show, um, that that you really do need in your work effective ways to align to the frequency of spirit, which is incredibly high vibration. Um, can you speak a little bit to what that what that means aligning to the vibration of spirit and like what that looks and feels like for you? Sure. Uh, so I, I feel like <clears throat> the big challenge that we all have as individuals and certainly as a collective as well is to um, <laughs> support ourselves in as, like I said, like, striving for neutrality. And then if you can get there, go keep going, like go, <laughs> go higher, keep, keep, keep going to the higher frequencies. Um, I like to talk a lot about the, the need for the neutral mind because it's not nurtured right now. Mm -hmm. We are taught such polarities um, and divisiveness and we have, we, you know, we're supposed to know where we fall on every issue. And so where does neutrality come in there? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to suggest that anyone either beginning a new spiritual practice or maybe just continuing on and trying something else out that's new for you. Remember that you're, you're just going for neutral mind and just for a little bit. And that's basically just some space between your thoughts in the space between our thoughts. There's, there's just that it's just space. It's just openness and space and openness is neutral. Now that also that space is where Spirit can reach us, can work with us, can support us. Our ancestors and loved ones on the other side can also be in communication with us because there's an availability there that we do not have when we're tightly wound, when we are, you know, off center, when we're upset, when we're reeling from the news of the day or the loss of the hour or the personal stories of those that we love who are in struggle or even our own struggles. Um, so what I find to be necessary for me in order to have that level of access to spirit, which is of the highest vibrational loving frequency, mm -hmm. is to treat myself with that, um, to treat myself with that level of love. So I always talk about self-care, radical self-care. Mm -hmm. um, I need to know when I'm off so that I can tap back in and, and find my my 
and serve myself again so that I can be of great service to others. I counsel my friends in this way as well. I was speaking with a dear friend yesterday who just in the relationship struggle that we all have, you know, no matter the level of relationship or type that it is, sometimes just reminding each other that that's not you. That's you in the context of a of a difficulty, of some strife, of some struggle. But you are the one who knows how to come home to the truth of you and what feels good to you. That is your truth, what feels good and right to you, and how to navigate that and access that. And our loved ones are depending on us to, to do that, to find our way, to keep keep coming home to who we are um, and to loving ourselves and caring for ourselves because without that level of self-love um, and self-appreciation and compassion and kindness, we really don't have anything of great value to offer to the external. We'll go very quickly to depletion. So my, my work depends on it, but also just my, uh, my life, <laughs> my yeah. life depends on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I've noticed with folks who do, uh, intuitive, particularly channeling work is I guess what I'm, who I'm thinking of mostly you very definitely included in that, um, that before you, and folks will see that even here today, when we, when we take some callers that it takes a few moments, once you know where the client wishes to go for you to, um, really tune in. And so I'm, I'm curious what it actually feels like for you as you reach for that higher frequency or the, the, the alignment with that, just um, the, the love vibration, really. Um, what does that feel like? How do you know you're there? Oh, I love that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It, I'll tell you what it used to feel like when I was newer to it. It okay. used to feel scary as all get out. Really? Like the abyss. Yes, it was not, not that the energy is scary, but being in the emptiness, being in the not knowing, right? Like, um, in my clinical work, I was paid to know and to make, you know, determinations and judgments and, um, diagnostics in my field. And so this, this is such a, a, the requirement to this is I cannot know. I cannot know because as soon as I know, that's it. It's based on logic or left brain or um, cognition. This is not a knowing uh, of, of that level of what we're used to and what our culture really trains and values highly. Yeah. Um, so it used to feel scary because I used to have to look for that place of, of empty, that place of openness, that place of of not knowing, of unknowing, of unlearning, of, you know, just just availability to whatever was and now it's delicious like that that spot in the in between where I let go of my awareness uh, or attention of who I am or who I think I am right because who are we really and where I am and what my title is and what I'm doing and who who I'm speaking with I just have to show up as open as and as empty as possible. And instead of that feeling scary now, I have, again, practiced it so much that it's like, it's like greeting friends over and over and over. And if you watch me when I channel now, and I only know this because I do so many Zoom groups and I sometimes watch the videos or share some of the channel messages, most of the time that I'm channeling, I smile 
right at the point, and my eyes are closed, but I smile right at the point that contact is made, oh. that I feel the presence. And it's, no matter what the question is, it could be a very heavy, you know, thing I'm channeling or something of great difficulty for the client. And I can feel the energy of it, but the smile is here we are. It's, we are all, we love you. We are all beloved. We are all worthy. We are all pure love. We are all divine energy. And it's that greeting over and over again. That makes me smile. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm going to look for that now because <laughs> I, of course, have been part of many of your groups over the years. So I will definitely look for that because I do. Now that you're saying it, I know usually when a message starts to come through, you do smile and it's almost like a, mm, like a yummy feeling yeah. or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So another question then would be, is there ever a place like, for example, I have heard certain mediums and even uh, Esther Hicks talk about how difficult it was for her initially to reach Jerry when um, he had first transitioned, you know, he, he passed away um, years ago now, but she had said when she was in such deep grief, which is a really dense, I don't want to say, I don't believe in bad emotions, but just a more difficult, uncomfortable human emotion, she really couldn't reach him. Um, and so I'm curious, like from where you sit, are there ever times when you were in a place where you can't get to that frequency? You have, you're just a little bit too, you know, down or I don't know, you just can't reach it. Yeah, that's a, another great question. I have had um, one particular experience that stands out for me where I, I was so depleted emotionally and energetically. I had just heard terrible news of my mm. best friend being diagnosed with uh, brain cancer. Mm. And um, instead, uh, and then that whole weekend, just from the news, I, I was literally sick to my stomach, just yeah. devastated. And instead of um, canceling a session or rescheduling a session that was scheduled, I, I thought, you know, it will be, it will be good to be in service. It will, it will be supportive. And so I, I did the session um, and for a combination of factors, the, the particular client and what the issues were, mm -hmm. where I was at emotionally and energetically and spiritually. And then some of, of her story was, was deeply uh, affecting to me as well, because it just, there were some similarities in, mm -hmm. in loss mm -hmm. that I it was just, it was kind of like this perfect storm of, wow, I'm, this is not a good time for me to do this. And I, I pushed through the session. Um, I did end up um, discussing things with her and we, you know, we, we worked this out and she received whatever she received from the session, but that, that was some years ago and it stands out to me. It was such a lesson for me mm -hmm. to pay really good, careful, close attention to my own energy and the recognition of um, when I am really available and when I'm not. And, and I now will contact a client and say, you know, this, we're going to need to reschedule. And sometimes I'll say my energy is just not aligned. It, it's very rare thankfully, because when I channel, and this is why I actually took that client uh, years ago, I am also resourced by the energy that comes through. Yeah. So just as a person that I'm channeling for receives this beautiful um, energy exchange, and maybe even they'd call it infusion, 
of, of love. Um, I, I, me too, you know, because I'm, I'm, it's coming through me. And so um, there's always that desire to keep going there. I, I would spend all, all my hours in the ethers if I could yeah, yeah. Um, get someone else to do the dishes and the laundry, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, there, so yes, the answer is that um, there are times when something hits too close to home for us to, um, or I'll just speak for myself, um, for me to feel like I am able to be as clear a vessel and as high vibrational a vessel as is required. And it's my responsibility as someone who does this professionally um, to shift my schedule so that my clients get the the, the best I have to offer. Um, And it's just kind of like an analogy of not going into work sick, right? Yeah. Um, and it's really as, as simple as that. It's a different type of, it's not a sickness, you know, in, in that way, but energy does, it waxes and wanes and we are in different places at different times. And, um, my work, I do hold a very high level of integrity for my work and a high expectation of myself. Mm-hmm. So I have to be responsible to recognize when I'm off and when I'm off enough to change even the expectation of someone who wants to see me in an hour, knowing that I will not be able to show up fully to that. Yeah. And that's, that's the exact word that just came to me as you were talking was integrity. I know for, for those of us who do enjoy working with intuitives and channels um, that finding those with the highest integrity is so important. And that's one of the reasons I love you, Stephanie, is because I trust your integrity fully, like have from the very beginning, it's clear and just, it's clear in every way about you, how you present and the work that you do and just who you are. So anyway, thanks for being a high vibration, high integrity practitioner out there. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Well, does it feel like an appropriate time to uh, open up the lines? Sure. Okay. Okay. So for those of you out there listening, if you would like to do an honor reading with Stephanie, um, I'm going to go ahead and give out the number again. That is 888-298- Five five six nine. That is eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. And Benny is going to uh, take those callers. And um, as folks are calling in, um, I was going to say one other thing, Stephanie, about that. Oh yes, do you want to say Stephanie a little bit? I mean, I'm, I'm already assuming everybody knows you, but <laughs> when people are calling in, what is it that we're going to do today? <laughs> oh, that is a good thing to cover. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, everybody knows Stephanie, right? <laughs> so what, what, what I do, I call channeling. I believe we're all channels and we do our own form of spiritual connection. And that's all channeling is for me. So you'll have the opportunity to ask a question or receive guidance or insight or information from any soul that's here on the planet with you right now, or including not, or including your own soul, which I call your higher self. I also do mediumship. So if there are ancestors or loved ones on the other side that you would like to receive communication and guidance from, we can do that as well. And so basically if you are calling in and you're chosen, then I will say to you, how can I serve? And you'll let me know what's sitting on your heart right now that you would like higher level guidance around. We can also channel your guides, which I highly recommend. Your spirit guides are your non-physical energetic support network. And we have guides for every aspect 
aspect of our lives from our most mundane tasks to the most profound and impactful and magical things that we do in our lives with synchronicity and just miracles all, all, all around. Um, so it's my pleasure to channel your, your guides as well. Um, I channel animals, I channel trees, I channel Gaia, Mother Earth. We can go anywhere. Um, so just kind of know what you want to ask about, and you'll give me a little bit of information because I will want to listen behind your words to what, what's there and then tune in and bring a message for you. That's what we're doing. Beautiful. And we already have some folks lined up. So um, let's go ahead and we'll start with Cindy from Kirkland. Cindy, welcome to Sunny in Seattle. Uh, you've got Stephanie on the line. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Hi, Cindy. How can I serve? Hi. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Stephanie, I would uh, like to have you do a reading for me. Um, I'm an intuitive artist and I am um, a little bit stuck. I feel like my art is really taking a journey, and I'd like to know, I, you can feel my emotion with it, um, I'd like to know, how am I supposed to utilize the art for the better good? I know mm. that there is mm. a specific reason for my art, um, but I would like to present it in a way that spirit wants me to. Mm, beautiful. And may I ask what your artistic medium is? Uh, it is uh, acrylic and watercolor. Beautiful. Okay. So let me tune in here. I'll let you know if we're going to hear from your higher self, your own soul, or if it's some guides that comes through, and then we'll bring your message. Thank you. Okay. So we will hear, Cindy, from your higher self with regards to this question. I am fully in, fully in and fully on. So I do not need to worry about any blockages of any type because I am not. I am just feeling the fullness, the absolute um, enormity of what is going on in the world at this present moment in time. In order for me to depict it in a way that offers hope, in a way that offers light, in a way that offers levity, in a way that offers healing, I must feel it so fully within myself. And so I am greatly relieved to hear myself say in this way that I am not stuck. I'm not stuck at all. I am simply being, I am simply allowing, I am simply listening. And without all of these keen ways in which I myself attune to that, which is true and beautiful and right and perfect and godly, well, then I will not be able to offer all of the same to those who are to receive the gifts of my work. So in, in brief, what I would like to remind myself about is as follows. Number one, It is uh, vastly important that I step away from the cre creation of my regular art, as I like to call it, in order to do some bo body art. And when I speak of body art, what I am referring to is various movements, postures, dance, and the like that puts my, my physicality in a variety of positions, artistic positions, uh, stretch and pose-like positions that are new to me, that are yet un, uh, undiscovered, for it is the movement of this uh, body energy that will provide a greater flow to the artistic energetics that I am looking to create onto any type of canvas that I choose. Number two, 
there is a being in my life right now uh, of the human variety that I always, 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 always find uh, most excellent counsel from. They are able to see me in the highest way each and every time, no matter how how in the depths I, I feel of the, of the shadowy type. And so I'm going to avail myself more regular, regularly of counsel from this particular being, and I'm going to soak it up. I'm going to sip on it. I'm going to allow it to nourish me. I'm not going to tell myself that I am pestering or being pesky because it is every bit this being's desire to serve me as it is for me to be served by them. And finally, number three, I would like to create some new colors, new colors. Yes, absolutely. Ones that have never before been created for this is a, a deep aspect of my uh, artistic genius is that I create things that not only that haven't been seen before, but that haven't been felt before. And as far as I'm concerned, that is the power of color. Mm, there you go, Cindy. Wow. That was fabulous. Oh my gosh. I know what all three of those things are. I've, I've been changing um, to some kundalini yoga. That's really calling to me and because mm. I was a dancer. And I know who the person is um, to mentor me as well. Um, and I also study the energy of color. And I, I love that, the energy of color in my work. So, wow, thank you so much. That was Write what I needed to hear, and <laughs> I greatly appreciate you. That's awesome. Thank Thanks, you so Cindy. much for calling, Cindy. Okay. Oh. Have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> you too. And I'll just say before we take our next caller, um, two things about Stephanie's work that even though the message is what, like, for example, that was Cindy calling in, but I noticed when I listen to it, I always get something from it too. Um, so these are both specific and universal messages um, that are coming through. So perk up your ears, even if you are not the caller. Um, and then Stephanie, also one of the things, you know, I love, um, you always help folks um, uh, not just deliver the message, but to integrate them. And so um, anyway, um, that's one of the aspects to your work that I really enjoy. Uh, so it, <laughs> I don't know if you want to speak to that at all, or we have folks waiting on the lines. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I, I thank you for saying that. I normally do highlight some things, but her message was so clear right? <laughs> right. that I could feel it land for her. So yeah, there was no need to even highlight, but I will when, when it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Honestly, that was the first call out of the box. And I'm like, God, Cindy looks like a plant because it was so like specific <laughs> and perfect. <laughs> She does, right? I know, but that's just how good Stephanie is. So <laughs> we'll keep moving. Um, okay, so it looks like I think we had one caller, uh, unfortunately, had to dropped off. So we're going to go to Cynthia in Issaquah. Um, Cynthia, welcome to Sunny in Seattle. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. Hi, Cynthia. How can I serve? Hi. So I wanted to see if the higher guides could just tell me my next step, I've been trying to find a job and it's been perilous. And, and if what the next step is, if also one of the steps is to take classes to be a mediumship, to be a Chandler. But I, I really just need the next step. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty still grieving and it's just been a lot of change in the last eight years. Sure. 
Are you um, contemplating a move of location of any type? Yeah, I'm trying to sell all my stuff. I'm even having trouble doing that. So. Okay, but it is in your your desire to move. Somewhere I'll move, to be in but I, you know, I I'm gonna have to file bankruptcy, so I need a job, and all the mental chatter is just uh, overwhelming the offer up to the universe and the unknowing of not knowing yeah. and your statement about our culture uh, of knowing. I was a problem solver, project manager, so, you know, and now I work in a pharmacy where everybody comes up with me with all their energy of chaos, and I can't stand mm. it, so I have to close my energy down on a level when I go to work, <laughs> and then yeah. just connect again. I so. hear you. Yeah, I totally hear that. Okay, so let me tune in. I'll let you know who's here, and then we'll bring the message. We'll hear from your higher self. I must come through on my own accord because I, I really uh, only want to be listening to my inner wisdom, my own inner wisdom at this point in time. I know, I know I am heavily surrounded by endless supportive beings. I know that. I just cannot touch them, feel them, sense them in the with the accuracy and acuity that I, that I most desire. So in terms of my question, should I dive into my intuitive professional work? What I would like to say to that is dive in, yes, but not in service to others just yet, not just yet. For what I have to do for myself is, is enormously important. It is essential and crucial to the next um, unfolding of this layer that I am experiencing, this unlayering, I will call it. And so, indeed, I wish to experience myself in a very different location. I, I wish to, to move about freely and to be greeted by water and trees at almost every turn. These are the places and spaces where my spirit can re resource itself. These are the places and spaces where I can breathe most deeply. I, I am currently subscribed to the, to the uh, literal interpretation of what it means to be a human here right now, which is to make ends meet. It's okay. It's okay. I don't need to correct that for myself right now. It is only a little bit more of a stretch of time that I will believe in this um, quite quite limiting um, schemata in order for me to, uh, to bust that wide open and fly. I, I am at the cusp of taking flight and I am going to need all of my um, GPS, GPS system on board. Also, also what I have uh, by way of others who are willing to support me, I have not yet tapped into. There is an entire world around me that wishes to be of kindness that wishes to be of generosity i have not asked because i have had some judgments about asking and those that i have asked at other times i have felt the heaviness of guilt around myself so here's what i'm going to do now number one I'm going to continue um, my search, not so much for where to work, but for where to plant myself because I am stymied right now. I am, I am bent. I am hunched over. Even my back is not holding itself as straight and erect as it, as it used to. And so I am not being nourished by the phys physical location. Number two, um, as, as I give myself room and space to explore the, where the land most calls me, that is my only question. Where am I needed? Where is the land actually um, um, 
beaming my name? Where am I going to feel that I am um, reached out to, held and supported, greeted, seen? I need to be seen in order for me to shine. Number three. Again, a reminder, there are those who wish to be of support um, more than one. And, and to say this more than once is very important because the, some of my pride and some of my tra trapped feelings are preventing me from allowing for others to receive the gift of being of support. So I will allow for that. And finally, I'm going to give myself a wide berth here. There is another um, six months span of time of massive growth. And sometimes growth is quite painful and sometimes it feels quite dark and shadowy. And sometimes it is the last thing that I want to do. And yet I've committed to it as a beautiful, powerful, exquisite soul on this beautiful, powerful, exquisite planet. And so here I go. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that, that hit all the points. Yeah, you're welcome, Cynthia. Um, yeah. I, I feel like you're, you're in the journey. Um, you got a little bit of like a calendar there, right? Like your higher self spoke about a time frame. That does not mean anything like, don't take it way literally. Like, come on, it was six months. And you know, now something says, that. this is your growth. This is a time of letting go. This is a time of releasing, unlearning, and then at the same time calling forward. And so the mental state of not enough scarcity, you know, I, this blocks at every turn. I'm not questioning you. I'm just saying that is a, a pervasive mental state that we add to. Uh, we feed it by continuing to believe it, which then feeds the experience of it. So all that you can do to be in other places too. And you changing location is really powerful as an energetic reset. So that's what I will say. And thank you so much for calling in. Okay. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you, Cynthia. Um, yeah. And that, that was a good example of helping integrate the message. So, um, yeah, yeah I think we, uh, we probably have time for one more. Does that sound okay to you, sure. Stephanie? Yeah. Perfect. Got okay. And I think, uh, for this one, we've got Anne calling in from Seattle and welcome to the show. You've got Stephanie on the line. Oh, Hey, thank you. And, uh, Sunny, you also have a great energy. I just love listening to you. Oh, thank um, you. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate so, that. Thank you. I know. So anyway, uh, I just want to know what my next chapter looks like and if my guides are there. Um, just a general reading. This has been really fun to listen to you. And I'm also getting back into sure. practice of my mala. So appreciate all that. Ooh, very cool. Okay, so in terms of what you're, are you calling in some new stuff professionally, career, relationship, what? Yeah. Where's your focus right now? Yeah, professionally, um, in terms of what I what what my next chapter might look like. Okay, got it. Let's tune into that. All right, so Anne, we're going to hear from a guide of yours. Um, I'm getting a name. You can call her this if you want to. Kelly is the name. Um, so let's, and she wants me to let you know she's Irish. I do not know why that's important, but there you go. So let's hear from her. Okay. 
it's fun. That's why I want this to be known. It's fun. It's so much fun to bring in the the background here. For I have been where you are, dear dear one, dear sister, and now I am where I am, and you can avail yourself of all the magic that I have to offer you. So I say we haven't a moment to waste. That's what I say. Time is a ticking, and you are indeed uh, prepared already in this very moment. In fact, you were even five years ago, if you can believe that, for this next launch. And let's call it that. Let's call it a launch. And let's meet over lunch to talk about your launch. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that quite literally. We shall make a lunch appointment, and then and then you shall get very quiet and still. Yes, you can still munch on your food, but I want you to listen and feel into the energy that I am bringing you. And I also have visions to show to you, and won't that be great fun? So in some, in some spans of time, you will want to close your eyes and focus them upward and sort of at the center, almost like you're trying to go cross-eyed, and you'll feel a pressurization of sorts. And then you will say, okay, show me what you got, Kelly. And I will say, here we go, girl. And then I will share it. I will, I will show you the imagery. I will, I will bring it to you in bits and pieces until we have the work together necessary to string them so that they make full-on movies. And you will see yourself. You will see yourself on the stages and with the microphones and doing the teaching because you are here to teach. And then you are here also to be a sage and to speak that which is righteous and true. And you are here also to free others' hearts from where they have been enslaved and encaged. And you are here for so many things. So you could really throw a dart anywhere with a blindfold on and know that it would land on just the right thing that you were meant to do then because you are meant to do so much. So I am here and I'm very excited to meet you for lunch to talk about your launch and I cannot wait I cannot wait I cannot wait (laughs) I gotta go I gotta set up lunch (laughs) yes you do (laughs) oh my gosh that is that is just great that was a lot of fun yes that was that's 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 hey, so fun. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just to highlight, this is um this is why I say we're all channels because Anne, you just got your orders. You are channeling with Kelly now. She is going to show you. All you have to do is show up, have some lunch. <laughs> Be open, close your eyes, focus where she told you, be present, be in the joy that you're carrying right now because we can feel it in your laughter. And that's Mm -hmm. it. That is how our guides meet us. That's where they meet us. That's where we do our best work. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. How old is Kelly? (laughs) Um, You know, she wants me to say that she is ageless. How about that? (laughs) Better. Okay. That is awesome. Well, I know I hate to jump in here, but I know we've got just a minute left. And so, Anne, I just want to thank you so much for calling in. And man, what a high note to go out on. That was, I was gig, I was on mute the whole time, but man, I was giggling the whole time. So (laughs) I appreciate that message for myself as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, um, you know, Stephanie, thank you so much. And this is um, for anyone that called in, um, you can always access the show archives um, at 1150kknw.com or iTunes and podcast one. If you want to re-listen to your message, Stephanie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back. I mean, I just, I love these, these shows that we do together. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure, Sunny. Thank you so much for having me. It's always such great fun. 
Yes. And so Stephanie's website is soulinsight.com. That is soulinsight.com. Of course, she does private sessions, but there are so many ways to connect with her. She teaches classes. She's got um, groups that she's running. Um, There are are always offerings in various ways to connect with her. So you can, uh, the the, the way to find out more about that is to, um, you you can visit her website at soulinsight.com. Yeah. And one more thank you, Stephanie. Um, We've been talking to Stephanie Banks here today. Um, And we'll look forward to hopefully having you on again uh, in the next several months. Perfect. Can't wait. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. You've been listening to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy, signing off. We'll see you next week, everyone. 